Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the form of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you Alright, it's five o'clock. It is time for the prospects chat. It's Monday. It's Phil Goyet, Michael Govier, at MJ Govier on Twitter, at Phil of Sports, Phil of Sports. That's P-H-I-L, because that's Phil's first name. Right, Phil? That is. All right. Of course, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. If you have any emails or questions, we'll happily read those. We really want your questions. Really, really important to the show that you pop in the live stream right here. Ask a question about your Keeper League, your Dynasty League, any prospect that's up in the majors or that's in... Complex ball. Uh, it could be anywhere. Any type of prospect, anytime. Phil has no limits when it comes to prospects. So make sure you ask the questions in the live chat, and we'll cover them. And we'll also talk about some other stuff that's going on in our own purview. And follow the show on Twitter. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. You know the drill. All right, Phil, let's dive right into it. It is 30 minutes or less of prospect analysis. Uh, on the cover today, I've got Nick Solak and O'Neill Cruz on our little graphic that we create for the show. So Nick Solak yeah. came back on Saturday, and he's back in the bigs. Uh, he had a nice game Saturday night. Uh, he played this afternoon, actually. Was over 3 in the eighth inning, last I checked. But do you expect Nick Solak to be better than he was in his awful, awful kind of lost 2021? Yeah, I really thought he was going to hit. Uh, he's been a guy I've liked as uh, maybe a deeper. Yeah, at one point, he was like a deeper dive prospect, and then he got a little more known. Um, so he's a guy I liked for a number of years. I really thought he would be able to hit, get on base, hit for some power, steal some bases, play a few different positions. Um, but it just never, never clicked for him the first time around at the MLB level. Um, but you got to remember that 
prospect development is not linear. So uh, some guys hit the ground running because the league is not prepared to handle them. Uh, and then the league adjusts to them. Some guys just cannot adjust to the league out of the gate. Um, and they need that time to figure it out. So I'm, I'm hoping Solak uh, maybe becomes a really excellent buy low for some people. And now he's getting another shot at it this time around. Yeah, he could do Still it all. He, he can hit. He definitely can hit. His hit tool was one of the things I liked most. I forget the steals. The Rangers did run a lot in 2020. Yeah. Though it was yes. a brief season. It was not like the Padres ran this year by any means. But Nick Solak can hit the ball. He can hit for average, and he can hit 20, 25 home runs. I do believe that's very much in play. Yep. And that Rangers team likes to run, like you said. So It's just one of the biggest disappointments for me in 2021 as a player, a manager, a fantasy person right my teams were very very heavily invested in Solak and I just reloaded in fact in Glarf which is the Great Lakes area Roto Fantasy League I reinvested in Solak about three weeks ago waiting for the call because I knew he would come back it was the most obvious return of all returns and I'm so glad he finally got the chance to do it and I think he could help some of us win some leagues here down the stretch in the final five weeks I really do yeah could be just but the maybe. timing. It could, sometimes it's just the timing issue, and the guys can't get the timing figured out if they don't struggle at the MLB level, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. Nick Solak, we all are wishing for the best, and his career is far from over. So all you Solak lovers, every time I mention Nick Solak on Twitter, I get a lot of responses. So there's a lot of people who liked his skill set coming into this year, and I think yeah. they were expecting what most of us were expecting. But for 2022, I'm going big on Nick Solak again. I, I just believe that, Sometimes shit happens. Life sucks. He had a two-homer game in April. He stole a couple bases. Things were looking great. And he just had the terrible, terrible stretch. It happens. So yeah. I'm in. I'm in in 2022. Yeah. What about O'Neill Cruz? O'Neill Cruz of the Pirates. Uh, he's somebody that I really like. He's a huge dude. I mean, he's yeah. a six seven. Yeah, Big guy. at least, I think. Yep. Yeah. It's strange to see him over there. I think he's probably more of a third baseman, but he plays shortstop too, right? I mean, he is a shortstop, so. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, do, we see from, right. do we see him uh, coming up this year, maybe uh, getting an opportunity to play, or is this more of a 2022 situation? I think it's a 2022 situation. Um, I think he's only made it to double A this year. Uh, but believe it or not, he could play shortstop at the MLB level, even with the size, which is just wild. But uh, I remember looking, I haven't looked at his defensive stats this year. But his 2019 uh, defensive stats were surprisingly really good at short. Um, so he has the arm for sure to handle shortstop. Uh, and he manages to control his body well enough to have enough range, I think, to cover the position. Uh, he could definitely, you know, he's only 22, so he could slow down. But if he slows down, he could play right field as an option. Um, I guess some third base. I don't know that he's – Hayes is probably a gold glove third base when they've got plugged in there. Um, so I don't know that he bumps Hayes out of the way, but he could be one of these multi multi-position dudes too. That could be like outfield, shortstop, third base or something, which would just be beautiful. Um, and like you said, I don't know that he gets called up this year, but he's a guy that you're going to watch to potentially make the team out of spring training next year. Some reason that reminds me of Stephen Moya. Remember Stephen Moya of the Tigers? Yeah. <laughs> he was he was tall too. He was like 6'7". He was a big dude. He didn't really pan out he got a taste in the majors and it kind of just flamed out he was one of those guys with like the 400 iso or something crazy like that you know like a 40 percent home run to fly ball rate in the minors but i was like i did i actually owned him in a few dynasty leagues because the power was so big 
you know, and I think I've talked about this before. Sometimes you get Stephen Moya, uh, but the other guy from that area that you might get is like Joey Gallo. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you mine that vein, you're going to get some guys that crash and burn. But it's weird because Moya, like he did crash and burn, but maybe it was closer than than we think. You know what I mean? Like if, if just a couple other little things go right for him, maybe we're still talking about him in fantasy. So. Sometimes it's a fine line, man. It could go either way. You start hitting or you don't, and then you don't really get another opportunity. If you do hit, you're allowed some more time, and yeah. it's just a matter of that. It could also be related to some of the stuff that you can't hit in the majors, which sometimes separates the what they say, the to, men from the boys, apparently. I'll go, I'll, go, but, yeah. I'll go a little deep here, but I was uh, reading uh, the book Dune uh, on my vacation this weekend, uh, and there's a segment where he's talking – uh, about the science and the two most scientific truths in the universe are chance and error, right? So uh, a lot of this stuff can be just like knife's edge. Um, if if just random chance, things break a little bit differently, maybe Moya's a legend now, you know? So <laughs> can't, you can't approach Moya. this stuff with too much certitude. No, you certainly cannot. That's true, Phil. Uh, we're live with Phil Goyette. We're doing the Monday Prospects Chat. In 30 minutes or less, we get in, we get out, we move on with our lives. And hopefully we've covered as many prospects as we possibly can. I'm MJ Govier. He's Phil of Sports on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Plaza Podcast. Two L's and two wonderful Z's. Utah, give me two. Uh, where else do you want to go with this, Phil? We, by the way, you guys, drop the questions in here. I know you guys have Keeper and Dynasty questions. There's not, there's a... There's a lot of people watching this right now. I see the numbers, so don't be shy. Pop your I questions mean, in the live stream right here, and we will answer them. Phil knows all. The whole universe hasn't transitioned to football yet. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah. It's a slower day for football on Mondays. I feel like too. This is our chance. This is our window to dive into some baseball before everyone sets their lineups and then they forget about it for the rest of the week. But uh, who else uh, should we be taking a look at around MLB, the minors? Uh, I know that we did the. Roto Fanatic Half Hour Variety Show, which is our first yeah. podcast. You can check that out on rotofanatic.com and our new pod feed, the Roto Fanatic Content Channel. You talked about some guys that were good hitters in the Arizona yeah. Complex League. And one of them uh, got called up uh, to full season. So Owen Casey, the uh, Canadian slugging prospect uh, for the Cubs. He was originally drafted by the Padres, but uh, got traded to the Cubs in the U Darvish deal. Um, made up to full season ball. So congrats, and it's because he was, just, he was just raking in the complex. So he was well advanced for that level, which is awesome to see because he's still a teenager. So look out. <laughs> watch out now. Watch out. Watch out. Uh, and that's a Cubs system that needs some guys like that to pop. So Yes. Um, I want to give you a few names. Let, let me do this. I want to give you a few names from Dynasty that I'm curious about. I want to get your immediate feedback. Can you handle it? Yeah, stump the chump style. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> uh, what is uh, Eric Haas's dynasty relevance? Hmm. Uh, I think if you own him in dynasty, he's a guy you're going to hold right now. I don't think you uh, look to drop. I think you hold. You're not going to trade him off. Uh, and you hope he repeats next year what he did this year. So I, I think he is relevant. If he's relevant in your league right now, he'll be relevant in your league again next year. He's 28 years old, I believe. So he's no spring chicken, but he's providing numbers at a position that you really could use those numbers at. Yep. 
And usually cardinal sin number one in dynasty leagues is people approach it too much like a dynasty league and not enough like a redraft league. So really your starting point should be how do you value Haas in a redraft format or just for fantasy baseball? His valuation shouldn't change that much because he's 28 years old. It actually doesn't matter that much. Um, And, you know, he's a type of prospect that sometimes develops later in his career. Um, So, you know, don't make that mistake of thinking, well, he's 28, so I'm going to get rid of him. Yes. See, this is one of those those guys that falls into that category who kind of showed up out of nowhere, frankly, kind of left for dead a little bit, but given an opportunity, he's really thrived, and he can provide you with a winning dynasty team in 2022, possibly. He could be a part of that team. So I just think it's important that these kind of guys don't get dismissed entirely. Yeah, and when you're hitting for power in that crappy power-hitting ballpark that he hits in, that shows you the power is legit, man. If you can hit for power in Detroit, you can hit for power anywhere. Agreed. Uh, What about uh, Lamonte Wade Jr. of the Giants? Yeah, I got my Giants cap on. Um, uh, you do have your Giants cap on. It looks very lovely on your gorgeous head of hair, by the way. Very sexy man, <laughs> Phil Goyette. Not only does he know prospects, he's a sexy MFR. I have the hat on because there is no gorgeous head of hair. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's pronounced. I think he's pronounced. It's pronounced Lamont, I believe. Um, See, that's what I thought. Some asshole said it's Lamonte. I'm like, dude, no, it's Lamont. It's Lamont. Now I look like the asshole because I didn't trust my gut. I didn't trust my gut, Phil. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, so I talked to Roger Munter uh, early on in the season. Roger has a yeah, great podcast called uh, There Are Giants, uh, and then also his own site where he really digs into the Giants system. Um, and Lamont was someone he said to keep an eye on really early in the year. And we talked about how the Giants seem to have this weird knack for finding, like it's spanned back a decade now, those type of contributors from within the system that uh, I guess he came over from Minnesota, but um, just kind of guys that aren't really um, prestigious prospects, but come up to the MLB team and just dominate their, their team right now has like three or four guys that are like that. So, uh, and like Brandon Crawford has been a part of that team uh, was never a highly rated prospect, really, especially offensively. Um, and he's still a good fantasy dude. Now in 2021, we're talking about him. So, Actually, I haven't looked at Brandon Crawford's stats in a minute. Uh, he's 34 years old, and he was killing it in the first half. I got to believe he's slowed down because I have not heard his name in a while. That's probably. He's always like a $1 guy or like a, you know, reserve round draft pick guy in fantasy. Yep. No, that's very true. There's no doubt about that. I, I want to ask about another giant, though. Joey Bart. Joey Bart was a very high draft pick in the real draft for MLB, and. It's not over, but where are we in Joey Bart's career right now? Hasn't got the opportunity to play regularly. Buster Posey came back this year with a vengeance. Looks amazing, and that's bad news for him as well, although Posey could move off catcher because he's getting older, not any younger. How do you see Bart's career playing out over the next year and a half to two years? Yeah, he's always had the the hit tool question, I think. Um, I think some people thought he was going to be able to hit quite a bit. That was the um, whole thing when he got drafted. It was like, this guy can hit as a catcher. We got to have him, right? Out of Georgia yeah. Tech, I believe. Yep. Yeah. He's tons of power. A good, great physical specimen. Um, I think the defense is a, is not necessarily rough, but he's not advanced enough to handle the MLB pitching staff in a playoff chase like the Giants are in right now. Um, so that's makes it tough just because of the position he plays. Um, and 
uh, I think I haven't looked at him recently, but about the midway point of the season, he's a guy whose surface stats were kind of outperforming what the underlying stuff was that I look at. So when I was looking at the estimated ex-woba in barrels, a lot of his production had been driven by BABIP. And you see, he's got a 418 BABIP at AAA this year. <laughs> so like his 387 WOBA, for example, looks really good. But he's maybe ballooned by like 100 points of BABIP this year. <laughs> and he's not really, he's a big catcher that hits the crap out of the ball. Those guys are usually the worst in terms of Babbitt, but like the most likely he'd be around 300. So um, I'm still not sold on the guy. He's not anybody I'd ever invested in in my dynasty leagues. And I don't think I would still at this point. He might even be somebody I'd be trying to trade if, if somebody's looking for a catching prospect. Yeah, that's probably the reality. Bummer. We're talking a lot with Phil Goyan. DH, DH though. NLDH changes changes his situation for sure. Well, Helmet Cormales has checked in. Hello, Helmet. Good to see you. We're talking live with Phil Goyet here on the 30 Minutes or Less Prospects chat that we do every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Sub this channel, Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Sub it, sub it, sub it, sub it, sub it, sub it. Utah, give me two. Helmet wants to know your opinions on two prospects, Phil. Here we go. Lewin Diaz. Will Marlins finally play him down the stretch? Let's start there. Sure. What I mean, what the hell do they have to lose that organization? So yeah, I think they need to get a look at him um, again. He's hit well at the MLB level. Uh, dude can hit. So I know he's a kind of a first base prospect, which makes people um, a little less interested in him, especially in dynasty formats. Uh, but don't forget, Pete Alonso was a first base prospect too. So um, <laughs> Lewin, I think, should get a shot at it. By the way, I just want to throw this out there for us and helmet and everybody else there watching Brandon Crawford has two home runs since July 1st too. So things have really, really slowed down because that's baseball. No matter what you do in a six week stretch, it's never going to last unless you're Shohei Otani or, you know, Mike Trout, something like that, maybe but Juan Soto. All right. So Lewin Diaz, that's fun. It seems like they have a log jam of players that they might have to move there positionally. Do you think that's a reality? They have, yeah, they've got kids all over the place. Um, I guess part of the trick for that org is, is getting enough time to everybody to figure out what they have with everybody. Like jazz was a guy that people weren't super high on until he came up and just burned. So, um, and they're not, the org's not going to know that unless he's playing at the MLB level. So um, I, I, it's definitely a balancing act to figure out how to fit all those guys in. And uh, I'm blanking. Manningly still the manager there. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. I think he signed another extension, believe it or not. So, is that a skill set that dude has? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. This is a prospect show, not a manager show, though. I will tell you this. Uh, second part of Helmet's question. By the way, thank you so much, Helmet. Sub the channel here. We do this every Monday. We have other shows during the week. We love having you aboard. Thank you, Helmet, for your question. Ella Huris Montero, kicking ass, clearly past a wrist injury. Future outlook? I like him still. So um, he was he had a great year in the Cardinal system, super unheralded. So if you picked him up at that time, it was like a free in-season pickup. He's with the Rockies now, which is cool because that means he gets Coors to potentially hit him in the future. Um, I don't know that he's a third baseman really at any point in his MLB career. So he might be into that weird Colorado first base <laughs> long jam that they always seem to have for whatever reason. 
Um, but he'd be another guy that DH would help a lot. But he can hit. He can hit for power. And that's always a starting point for fantasy is you want dudes that can hit 30 home runs. So um, great shout on Eli Harris. He's having a great year. Uh, hold him if you've got him in Dynasty. If he's sitting on the wire in Dynasty, he's definitely a guy I would want to pick up uh, given how good he's doing, but also his proximity to the MLB. Excellent. How about Ziggy Bud? What's up, Ziggy Bud? That's a sweet name, by the way, Ziggy Bud. Is Anderson Tejada a forgotten man in Texas? They keep bringing up anybody but him. Anderson Tejada, Phil. Yeah, I don't know if they just don't want to see him fall on his face again. I forget. I think his strikeout rate was over 40% the last time he was up at the MLB level. He's super tooled up, uh, and defensively he can contribute to the team. Um, so as, you know, to Ziggy Butt's point, I, I agree. I think it's probably a bad sign for him if the Rangers are passing over him, given the level of defense he can contribute. Um, so he's not somebody that's really high up on my radar. That being said, the tools are there. Um, so if he does a jazz hit chisholm type thing where he, where he does get a shot and just starts burning, then you need to pick him up immediately. Immediate pickup. Well said. Thanks, Ziggy Bud. That's fun. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Yeah, the questions are rolling in. You guys are participating in the show. This is what it's all about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How about Carlos Marcano, our main man in Costa Rica? Carlos, how you doing, buddy? Don't know if you guys talked about him already. Cade Cavalli. That's alliteration. Yeah, great um, choice by the Nats in the draft. Uh, very athletic pitcher who's obviously exploded this year. Um, he's one of these guys where you're like, you put him in a bucket. Is he a top 10, top five, top three starting pitching prospect? He's kind of inching his way up into that elite tier. Um, I kind of want to see him do it again next year mm. a bit. Um, I don't know how be interesting to see how aggressive the Nats are with him because that isn't an org that's shied from calling up kids ever um, in Rizzo's tenure. Um, so I guess if he's he's shoving, they might use him next year. Um, so that's I guess that's my two cents on Kate. I, I do like him. I like him a lot. I don't think you're getting him in Dynasty right now. And the, the, the acquisition cost is probably prohibitive at this point. Because he's blown up so much this year. Unfortunately, he was the he was the guy you wanted to get in like the supplemental or first year player draft. Yeah, he's had a big rise, a massive K nine rate going on in the minor leagues, fifteen point seven at high A, and then he moved up to double A, and it's still at twelve point four. That's promising. He's yep. still keeping the Ks up, and he's not getting super lucky either with a lot of the other random stats that you would think. He's got a killer FIP, two ninety nine at double A. That's that's legit with the 279 ERA, so that's in line with consistency. Fastball. It's like a fastball first, so he's got the major league fastball, um, which is the building block usually. Hmm. Um, and some guys that don't have it can kind of – like uh, Detroit you're seeing with Matt Manning. I don't know if he ever had the major league fastball at this point in his career yet. And um, if you don't have it once you get up, you're the, that will be exposed, guaranteed. There's a yeah. lot of guys that make a major league career out of just hitting fastballs. So, uh, he was my man. Not anymore so much. I'm kind of concerned about him. But hey, I don't know. But but there's young. There's there's still time. Um, yes, I'm not done. I'm, but he he's toughed it out. He's been beat up by the yeah. Cleveland a lot. 
cusp a few times, particularly, and he's still growing. So I'm not, I'm going to chill on Manning, I, but I am concerned that he'll he will not be. He might be the third of the triumvirate, I think, but we'll see. Yeah, Billy B, the hey. guy from Canada, another wonderful Canadian. Hello, Bill Bradley. Good to see you again. Hey, dudes. What is your feelings about Garrett Mitchell? Struggles at Double A, just a part of the process? Question mark. Yes, I think you're Billy B. I think your uh, inclination there is correct that it is just some some struggling going on at Double A because he looked like a you know untamable stallion uh, to start his professional career. <laughs> so um, give it some time. He's definitely not a guy you want to do anything but hole right now if you have him on your fantasy squad. Uh, the upside is just so great there between on-base ability, um, the strikeouts aren't terrible, he's got enough speed to spiel, steal some bases, and he's got a lot of pop too. Um, and I just pulled him up. Part of part of the reason why it looks so horrible right now is his BABIP at AA is 208, um, which over a 27-game sample, you can't really say anything other than he's just been getting killed by his BABIP. Yeah, that's a very small, small sample size. So nothing to yeah. freak out about. If you had a more normalized BABIP, his on-base percentage would be like 380 right now. So 380. Oh, yeah. Nelly. Yeah, 280 sucks. 380 is good. That's baseball. We're talking live with Phil Goyette here. We're doing the 30 Minutes or Less Prospect Chat. We do every Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Sub our channel, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. You, talk. you can find it here every Give me time. Two. All the time. All the previous shows, too, are on the channel. So if you want to go back and see what Phil said about other prospect shows, we've been doing this for several weeks now. So they're all here anytime you want them. Getting some awesome questions this week, too, which is like the most fun part of the show. It really is. It does make the show. Look at this. Thanks, guys. Thank you for asking questions. That was a hot streak of questions. We went on a run there. They were good ones, too. Those were real prospect questions. They weren't asking like, "Hey, what do you think about uh, Juan Soto? Is he good?" Right. Give me, give me a guy that's not owned in my league. I should get. That's the one I like to get. Ooh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could dig on that. I could. Uh, I just want to ask this real quick: Is Scott Kingery's career over? I don't know. I hope not. He's a guy I owned everywhere. So. Uh, I still think there's something there. Wow. Uh, I, maybe I'm uh, unrepentant Pollyanna, but uh, <laughs> I Kingery, Kingery Dingery Dong, as I always like to call him. I always thought he had the power and speed to be relevant in fantasy, even if he was struggling. Um, but he just really struggled. Uh, and I don't think the Phillies did him many favors nope. throughout his career so far. He's going to be one of those sad tales where the franchise screwed him over, let him down, just did not. I mean, in 2019, he hit 19 home runs. It was exciting. Yeah. He stole 15 bases. That's a that's a nice building block season, hitting 260. Yep. That's always going to make you some bucks in Roto. So maybe he needs to be freed of that organization and just find somewhere else to play. <laughs> I, I talk a lot about mental health. Something happened to him on the mental health side of things. Obviously, he's had a lot of physical injuries here too, but yeah. something yeah, else yeah. – went sour in all of his health. And I feel bad for the dude. I really do. But obviously nobody cares about Scott Kinger anymore. Uh, what about the Nick Senzel news? Uh, you know, so they reversed his option. <laughs> the Reds did after the, the knee Man. had some fluid on it. Uh, what the hell is going on here? And is this 
just hell on earth now because he is tantalized forever. And even I'm an idiot because the people I respect, a couple, I won't name their names here. They'll do them that favor. But they really sold me on Senzel in 2021. Like, dude, this is the year. And he was hurt again all year and just in random and strange and new ways. So the problem with all those injuries, too, is that the most likely indicator of a future injury is a past injury at that location. And now he's just like racked, racked them all up. And the migraine thing is tough. I don't wonder how much of that he has to deal with. Like, you know, I can't imagine hitting a major league pitching period, uh, let alone dealing with the migraine issue. That just has, this seems incredible. Like, that he's the vertigo? To battle through it. Yeah, or vertigo. Sorry, he's not a migraine. He's vertigo, right? Yeah. Even worse, probably. So, um, and then you've got knee. You've got uh, what do you do? Broke his hand. Then you have a shoulder problem. Shoulder. He's, Tore yeah. labrum. Uh, it's been everything. So, yeah. is it a band and chip on him entirely? Are you done? Like, yeah, you don't want I would have do done. Him. Yeah, I would have traded him a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm stuck personally. with him in a dynasty team. I'm an idiot. But hey, we all make mistakes. That's okay. Uh, Bill Bradley's making pork back ribs, by the way, okay. Billy B. Canadian pork back ribs. Okay. But beyond the ribs, <laughs> maybe we call <laughs> Bill. Bill, you can have your own segment on the show. We'll call it Beyond the Ribs, and you'll ask yeah, us. <laughs> rib chat. I'm in. Let's talk yeah. your rub. Like, what do you got going on with your rub? I make my own sauce. So- I make my own sauce from scratch. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the key. Bill knows the shit here, man. He All does. The, the key to good it, ribs man. is the rub. Yeah, yes. do you put cinnamon in there? Cinnamon is a little wow trick of mine. A little bit, not too much, just right. No, just a hint. Yeah, yeah. But beyond the ribs, Bill B wants to know Nate Pearson. Remember him? He was yeah. a superstar prospect, like the pitching prospect in baseball, even a year ago. Seriously, yep. like maybe fifteen months ago, max. But Nate Pearson is he going to be a reliever or a starting pitcher going forward? I think he's a reliever. If I had to put money, wow. on it. I don't think he can stay healthy as a starter. I don't wow, think he can handle the workload. Yep. So, Just, um, I would, I would, I would guess relief, and he's probably going to be frustrating because he probably won't go to relief immediately. He'll probably flip back and forth. So, where he's Manoa, been, it's crazy. But Manoa was the guy you wanted in that system. It's, Manoa was the starting pitcher you wanted to get off the Blue Jays system. Becoming very clear now. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to be tough for Pearson because he's going to have to swallow the massive pill of being that stud and the confidence and the expectations that come with that. And there, I don't care what you say. There is a downswing. There is like a demotive feeling to becoming a reliever, especially if you're supposed to be a superstar starter, right? Yeah. Probably a very tough line to walk as a manager to figure out how to be able to harness that. And it's probably different for every player too. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a mess. It's a total mess. I feel bad for him. I really loved, uh, was it the slider? What was it? That nasty pitch. He had a really yeah. nasty pitch, which His could still be very effective. Fastball is really good too. So the stuff is there, man. He's just got to show us that he can stay healthy over a starting pitching workload. And the well, org you know, knows I... the org knows that they're going to maximize his value because it's important to the org. So, let me throw one caveat real quick here. Carlos Rodon was left for dead. His career was toast. And everybody wanted him to be a reliever to sign a deal in yep. this past offseason. And he refused it all. And he got his life together. And now he's a Cy Young candidate this year. So, yeah. I know he's a couple years older than Pearson's 25, Rodon's 27, 28. 
but they're not that far apart, and they are sort of following a similar lineage. The only problem is Rodon had at least one or two seasons where he pitched 155-plus innings and was at least solid. Pearson doesn't even have that. Yeah, yeah. Had a better track record, a college track record of pitching. I don't know. That's a good – that's not a bad comp, though. You know, Rodon's kind of like Manoa. (laughs) Mm, That's interesting. Really, really, really good slider. (laughs) <laughs> and this year he added like two or three ticks to the fastball because he lost some weight, changed his delivery, and he's like a new pitcher. By the way, here's Billy B's rub recipe. Brown sugar, dried mustard, cayenne, garlic powder, and onion powder. That sounds promising. Those all go in, those all go in mine. It's a good base. I have some more tricks up my sleeve. but uh... mm. Well, maybe next week we're going to hear more about Phil's rub. I can't wait. That's the rub on Phil's rub. Bill is sad too. Bill's very sad about Pearson. That makes me big well, sad. Don't like, yeah, right. Big Nate in the bullpen. I mean, maybe you're. I'll tell you what. As a Blue Jays fan, maybe it's something. If it happens, you actually wind up saying this is awesome because you've got that arm in the back end that can really lock games down for the team. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, look who's here at the end of the show, Jasper. Oh, hey, you Jasper. made it as we're closing the show. Hi, Jasper. Good to see you, buddy. I haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, that's it, though. Show's over. <laughs> 30 minutes has come and gone. We did what we could. You guys asked a lot of great questions. That was by far the yeah. best audience participation that we've had on this show. So kudos to all of you who made it happen. Billy B and Helmet and Ziggy. Awesome. Yeah. Carlos Marcano hopped in. Love Carlos. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, we'll be smart, back next week. We'll do the mind. same thing again, right? Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah, hey, Phil will be there. I'll be here. Plausible Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Plausible Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Make sure Give me two. to sub the channel. Let's grow this YouTube channel. Let's expand the base and connect with more people so we can have even more questions. We can have so many questions that we can't even answer them all. That's, that's our goal here is to do 30 minutes of just endless questions about your prospects, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks to Phil. Follow Phil at Phil of Sports on Twitter. I'm at MJ Govier. And that'll do it. We'll see you guys next week right here. Juan DeFranco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the above. Don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride on this train. It's strong and it's sudden. It's cruel sometimes. But it might change.